Welcome to my the Asshole Podcast. Let's get into it. Today is the Sunday show. Let's go, baby. All right. Uh, without further ado, let's get into our thread. If you guys remember, we did a while ago, um, what is your creepy girl story? But we're going to go ahead and flip things like we do. We like to get both sides of it. We're going to do what is the creepiest or ladies. What is the creepiest guy you have ever come in contact with? All right. So let's buckle up. Let's get into it. All right. Once I was in the ladies room of a strip club in Key West and I opened the door of the stall to exit an old man was forcing himself into the stall with me trying to step back and looked uh and looked down and his dick was out yo <laughs> and it was tattooed like a snake yo Bruh. come on man what the fuck but <laughs> <laughs> but a really old and bad tattoo, so it looked more. Ooh, excuse moi. Excuse moi. Uh, but it. Uh, but a really old bad tattoo, so it looked like a gangrene. Okay, I don't know what that was. Um, I was in a complete shock, and even though I was really scared, I started laughing really hard, pushed past him, and cracked up all the way back to my friends where I started to cry. Such a weird reaction, but I think it saved me from whatever he had planned. What the hell, bro? So literally... She was like on her way to the bathroom. This dude followed her to the bathroom and had his dick out. Like, bro, what were you expecting for her to just be like, ooh, ah, yeah. And, and like start touching it or something? Like, was that what you were expecting? Because that's not what happened, nigga. <laughs> you know, like you fucking weirdo, bro. Oh my God. All right. Um, I was 15 and taking the subway to go to a practice. It was rush hour, so the subway was full and people were touching each other. But the man behind me was very, very, very close to me. After two or three stops, he got out and turned around. After he was out, looked at me and smiled, which creeped me out. But a few seconds later, I realized I had come dripping down the back of my pants what the fuck? Oh, this motherfucker was jerking his meat to her. What the fuck? And then he nutted on her. He was just like, oh, yeah. And then he got off the, the train and was just like, goodbye. Enjoy my nut all over the back of your pants. Like, wow, bro. God damn, we came out the gate like... Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> that is crazy, man. Oh, my God. Uh, Too many to relate. God damn. That's how you know you got it bad. Uh, but one particularly disturbing guy was an older man in our neighborhood who would drive around slowly looking for women walking on the sidewalk. And then he'd open his door and expose himself 
to them and kept following them. He made the mistake of doing that to my mother while she was walking our dogs. She made a scene, got the dogs riled up, and then walked directly towards the car. We didn't see him on our street anymore after that. Yeah, because your mom must have fucking killed that nigga. God damn. Yo, that is weird, bro. So he just is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to take off my clothes and then I'm going to like flash women. Like what in what goes through your mind? Like what? Huh? It's like, what? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, bro, when you stop and actually think about this shit logically, it's like, what are you doing? You know, you are literally waking up in the morning and you're just like, man, you know what? I want to get in my car today, get butt naked, and when I see a girl, I'm going to open the door so she sees my penis. Like, <laughs> like, how does that make sense? Oh, my God. A few years ago, I went out to a cocktail bar with a girlfriend of mine. We had just finished work and wanted to have a nice drink, not a rowdy drunk night. Uh, this place has a smallish dance floor with a band, so after our drink, we were just talk slash dancing on the dance floor. A guy comes up to us and starts talking, and he seems like a really nice guy. We all end up sitting in a booth just talking for an hour or so and exchange numbers. The next day, he sends me a text asking for my email as he wanted to send me something. Uh, that something was a 50-page novella about how we met, how I seduced him, and made him fall in love with me, all written in first person and including lines like, you, start, you stared at me from across the bar, I could see it in your eyes, the fire in your loins, this nigga, <laughs> you said the fire in your loins, bruh. And I could barely hear the words as I stared at your wet, luscious lips. This nigga. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was smooth with I can't lie to you on that one. Needless to say, I texted him back saying that it would that it made me very uncomfortable and that we should probably not hang out. Yo, look, man, something like that later on would be great be dope as fuck you know especially if you guys were getting to know each other like that and you know she was feeling you and you were feeling her but bro i mean <laughs> the the first time you text her bro is is that like my god bro was trying to speed run to getting laid or something this nigga said fire in your loins <laughs> Oh my god, bro. This man said fire in your loins. God damn. Long story short, I was 14 and he was 23. He had a picture of me on his nightstand and wrote me a letter talking about how he loves me and telling me about our future together. Before the letter, I never seen him or spoke to him apparently he was my mom's friend's brother and saw me from his car once when he went to go pick up his sister yo what 
How are you in love with her if you've never spoken to her, if you've never, like, had any interactions with her? You just saw her from your car one day and was just like, whoa, damn, she's hot. I'm in love. Not even knowing, bro, she's 14. Like, you're a creep, bro. God damn, these motherfuckers is creeps. Like, shit. Actually, man, we might be using that sound effect a lot in this thread. Jesus Christ. Driving from Southern Oregon to the Bay Area to catch a flight, I was hitching a ride with a good friend of the family who I had grown up with and always called Uncle. Approximately 40 minutes into the drive, uh, he started bringing up questions related to sex, asking if I was a virgin, if I'd ever have sex with a woman, if I liked older men. I tried to divert the conversation the entire time he kept bringing it right back around. He even tried to introduce my mom and dad's sex life into the conversation. At one point, I uh, fiend sleep, but I could feel him staring at me. When I woke up, he told me how pretty I am and that I look just like his wife. I don't. I was mentally planning to drop and roll at a stoplight and make a run for it. I had to, if I had to, but thankfully I wasn't abducted slash assaulted. I did learn that my future kids will never ever be alone with him. Yeah, what the hell? Like, what is wrong with you motherfuckers? You know, like, you guys just are family friends for the longest time. You know, you've known this girl, I'm sure, since she was little. And then you out of nowhere creeping on her? Like, bro, what the fuck? He's just like, oh, yes, and, you know, now you're older. And, you know, now you got, you know, this going on. And I'm sure you're probably having the sex. And, you know, so what's going on with that? You know, you ever want to touch an older guy's pee-pee? It's just like, bro, like, you need to chill the fuck out. Man, and then on top of that, you got a wife, nigga? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, what are, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, come on now. Yannick is getting a little crazy. Um, I was at a water park and I saw this guy forcing a kid into the men's bathroom. The kid kicked and the guy ran away. After that, I watched the guy walk around uh, looking at other kids who were by themselves. I told security later that day I saw them escorting him out of the park. I seriously pray that he didn't hurt anybody before security found him. Oh, shit. That is crazy. This dude was at a water park trying to get him some little kid booty. Yo, like, what the... Huh? Oh, my God. Yeah, you gonna find that motherfucker on the evening news. Golly. Yo, you ladies be coming across some wild figures. My goodness. Dude, like, a lot of times it, it be these kind of threads where I I be feeling for you women. I'm like... Holy shit, dudes are this creepy and weird? Man, I see why y'all motherfuckers don't date. I see why you guys be flaking on motherfuckers. I be seeing why you guys really don't like people. 
Because it be dudes like this that be fucking it up for us dudes who are normal <laughs> and can actually have ordinary conversations with you guys. Damn, man. Hey, guys out there, just please don't be these guys. Jesus Christ. you These niggas are weird. My God. Oh. I used to go meet my then boyfriend after work most nights as we lived a 15 minute walk away and in a relatively safe neighborhood. One night, oh, I walked down and forgot my phone at home, but I figured it would be fine as I never needed it in the past. He ended up finishing a shift early and thinking I hadn't left to meet him yet, headed home on a different route. When I got there, I didn't see anything wrong. There was obviously someone inside, all the lights still on. Later found out that they were a cleaner. So I sat down on the curb and waited for close to an hour. As I was about to leave, a truck pulls up with three very intoxicated men inside. They start catcalling, and I ignore them at first until they start getting more aggressive in their advances. Eventually, I turn to see if anyone at all was leaving the restaurant, and I hear one of them say, Nobody's going to save you now as they begin to park nearby. I was able to run to the nearest 24-hour grocery and let someone know, but it was probably the creepiest scariest thing anyone has ever said to me yo what the fuck so these dudes are just like oh yeah you know they park and they're just like yo shit hey baby what's up you know how's it going you know and busting the hole and then all of a sudden one dude says nobody's gonna save you now like nigga what the what do you plan to do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, what do you plan to do if you talking like that? Man, you motherfuckers is a little brazy. That man, oh my God. I mean, I'm glad she hightailed it the fuck out of there because you would never know what happened. Jesus Christ. And I'm not even going to be like, oh, well, you know, they were drunk. Nah, bro. Even if you're drunk, there ain't no way to be acting all grapey like that, bro. Like, bro, man. At my bachelorette party, wow. An older gentleman pulled me aside and told me, don't fear the penetration. What Bruh. the fuck? <laughs> and proceeded to explain to me what would happen on my wedding night in detail. This nigga. He's he pulled this girl aside. Oh, you getting married? Well, let me give you some advice. And she's probably thinking like, okay, you know, you're gonna give me some like, you know, advice on having a husband or whatever. And he's just like, don't fear the penetration. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm a, I'm gonna let you in on it after your wedding night. It's gonna go down like this and like that. And like, bro. Is it really your place? You know what I mean? Like, is it really your place to be telling a, a bride-to-be how her wedding night is going to go and, like, how she's about to get smashed by her dude and shit? Like, let's be honest here, bro. Is that really... <laughs> is that really, like, your place to be saying some shit like that? Dude, what the fuck? <sighs> God, man, y'all niggas are weird. 
at my old job office setting, this guy, let's call him Stan, would always flirt with every female in the office. He was married, has kids, was on the other older side, and was just generally gross. I worked the front desk, so I probably got it the most, but thankfully not the worst. One day, a bunch of us were talking in the break room, just ladies. He walks in and overhears one of us say that she lost some weight. He walks up, picks her up by the shoulders, and says, At a girl. I, oh, so sorry. Uh, he walks up, picks her up by the shoulders, and says, At a girl, then full on kisses her on the mouth. What and then puts her down like it was no big thing. We were all stunned. I could help I couldn't help but to say, What the fuck, Stan? And he just kind of walks off of the room as if he, uh walks out of the room as if he was offended by the remark. Long story short, that was the last day he was fired. We were all glad never to see him again. What the hell? Homeboy thought it was okay to just plant one on this girl. Like, what? Just because everybody was complimenting that she lost weight and then he picked her up. Like, what the fuck? Huh? You know what I mean? Like, what? What are you doing? Like, man. Yeah, they got HR on that nigga real fast. Real fast. They were just, man, she went straight to HR. And I guarantee you multiple girls went to straight to HR because they're just like, I don't feel safe around him. There's no way I want to have him kiss me next, you know? Like, facts, bro. They were, bro, whew, they probably got on that motherfucker's head with HR, dude. Uh, I was out with my friend to see a blue show and another couple were seated at our table. They were just friends as well. The guy was quite charming and I told him a bit about myself. The first warning should have been that he tracked me down at my college through the university phone system by trying every girl with my first name. Bruh. Some dudes go to immeasurable lengths. To fucking talk to a chick. God damn, bro. Um, let's see. Long story short, we agreed to meet at another concert. He was 35 minutes late because he was watching a basketball game. So I had all, so I was already done with him. I decided to finish the show and uh, part ways. I was wearing a white shirt and he suddenly turned toward me and said, You'd look awesome wearing this beer. He poured his entire beard down the front of my blouse, rendering it see-through. I just stood there shocked for a second and walked out. In the city of 6 million people, no kidding, he ended up being my waiter at a restaurant about a year later. And he said, you look familiar. I assure him we had never met and never went back to that restaurant. What the fuck? Yo, what, what happened? What was he thinking? Did he think like that was going to work or that she was going to be like turned on by him because of, like, I just don't get it. Why would you talk to a girl? You know, you guys are talking at the bar, chopping it up, whatever, so on and so forth. Duh, duh, duh. Then all of a sudden. 
you she agrees to go somewhere else with you to another concert you're late and she still agrees to hang out with you but then you know she's like all right i'm gonna go home maybe that's what it was maybe he was like oh you know you want to come back to my place you know for and keep this party going whatever and she probably said no and so then he was just like, oh, come on. Why are you being approved? Da, da, da. Come back with me. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm tired. Like, I want to go home, so on and so forth. And he was just like, since he didn't get no booty that night, he was probably just like, man, forget you then. And then takes the beer. You would look better wearing this. Like, really, bro? You out here acting like a fucking child like that? Like, dude, come on. You know, what the fuck? Uh, and then it's crazy that he was her waiter a year later like yo that reminds me of the story that um the guy he had hooked up with a girl and then later on he had hooked up with another girl and the first girl that he hooked up with was the uh, waitress when he was out with the second girl and then on top of that they were friends <laughs> oh that reminds me of that story that was crazy that was a crazy ass story i'm not gonna lie to you um, let's see. Uh, this guy in high school who sat behind me kept a bag of my stray hairs. Yo. <laughs> that had fallen out throughout the year. He then proceeded to give it to me on the last day of the year. Nigga, what? What? Imagine getting a bag of your own hair that a dude collected at the end of the year. What is wrong with you niggas? What, bro, what do you think these women are going to do? You Did you really get it in your head to think that, oh my God, at the end of the year, she's going to be so happy that I'm going to give her a bag of her hair. Just think about that for a second. Do you really think that a girl is going to be happy to get a bag of her own hair that you collected at the end of the year? Do you like just saying that out loud sounds crazy and you don't think that sounds crazy because that sounds crazy as fuck. <laughs> That sounds crazy as fuck. Like, that is times 10, bro. My God, if I was her, I would have ran. I would have Usain bolted out of that motherfucker. I would have ran like somebody was trying to kill me. Because if a motherfucker's willing to do that, whoo, you never know what he's willing to do. Jesus Christ, dude. You guys are weird, bro. You guys are weird. Like, I, I, God damn. Like I said, man, it's threads like these that make me feel like, dude, I see why you women are as picky as you are with the guys that you talk to and date and hang around and why you guys will sometimes flake on a motherfucker because these guys are weird. These niggas are just weird. All right. I work at, I work at Starbucks 
And there was a guy named Paul that used to come in all the time. Full on creep. I can't remember all the pervy things he used to say to me while he drank his Americano. However, I do remember when he brought me in a rose and told me it came apart and to open it. The rose unfolded into an edible thong. Yo! <laughs> what the fuck? She said, ick. What the fuck? Yo, bro. <laughs> what? What the fuck? This man, <laughs> this man bought one of those rose boxes that like turn and they open. This nigga put an edible thong in there. What? <laughs> He said, yeah, yeah, you like that, huh? Like, what the fuck, you know? He thought he was, he thought he was being smooth with it. He was just like, yeah, yeah. I eat coochie, girl, you know? I'll eat your coochie with them chonies on. Definitely, definitely. Like, bro, oh, my God. These motherfuckers are crazy. Oh, she said, ick. <laughs> uh, when I was like 12, a van once pulled up next to me when I was walking home. The passenger rolled the window down, did that hand motion, meaning come here. And I was holding a plastic bag with something in it and opened and opened his door. Uh, so I ran away quickly up the hill by the street and disappeared into the tangle of local apartments, keeping an eye on where the van was driving to ensure they wouldn't follow me. Scary shit. I wish I got their license plate number. Whoa. Hey, yo, the comments are kind of crazy. These niggas are like, I'm curious what was in the bag. Yo, you should have saw what was in the bag. <laughs> yeah, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> man like no bro fuck that fuck was in that bag bro no 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 she did the right thing she ran bro she ran the fuck away hell nah i ain't trying to find out what's in that bag are you kidding me hell nah hell nah that is, woo. good luck on her because it would have been a thing where you know she would have walked up saw what was in the bag and then some guy could have came around and grabbed her you never know bro you never know. And these old weird ass niggas. What was in the bag? Oh, I wonder what was in the bag. I'm curious. Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. We're going to do two more. Um, I've been wanting to tell this story for a while here. And this thread seems the appropriate place to do so. Story time. This happened about four years ago. Keep in mind that he was only an internet friend. And we have been talking for a while. So he kept trying to convince me to spend the night over at his house. I kept saying no since I never met the guy and was only 15. Finally, I made up some BS excuse. Hey, I'll ask my parents. Called him and told him that they supposedly said no. The moment I told him that, I shit you not, he went fucking ballistic. He started yelling shit like, you fucking bitch, God, you're fucking stupid. Why the fuck did you 
even ask them, you fucking cunt. I was so fucking confused on why he just exploded out of nowhere. So I just said bye and hung up. No less than five minutes later, he calls me saying that he just got in a car accident and that he was in an ambulance and losing a lot of blood. First off, who the fuck calls in an ambulance when they're losing blood? Yeah, come on, bro. Stop the cap. Uh, secondly, the TV and dog were sounding in the background. Stop the cap. Come on, bro. I first laughed and said, okay, whatever, feel better, and hung up. Yo, <laughs> damn, she said, all right, feel better, whack nigga, bye. Like, come on, man. Like, how you gonna sit there and lie to her and make her think that you're in a hot, you're uh, in the back of an ambulance losing blood and shit? You would not be texting. This motherfucker is acting like he is laying on his deathbed and he's like, oh, in the ambulance, just like, oh, you know, like, bro, no. <laughs> that is not what's happening. What the fuck? Um,. And then, let's see, uh, can hear the dog in the background. First, I first laughed and said, okay, whatever, feel better, and hung up. Shortly after, he calls me again and goes ballistic all over again. What he said, you fucking bitch, I only did that to test if you cared for me, but obviously you fucking don't, you fucking cow. You know what now I'm going uh, to I'm going over to your house, break the windows, and come inside and grape you. What the fuck, bro? Once again, I just laughed because this guy had nothing on me or so I thought. Oh, shit. Now... I've never seen, I've never been this scared in my entire life. Right when I was about to hang up, he laughed and said the following, I hope your pussy's ready because I know where you live. And he proceeded to say my address out loud. Oh shit, I immediately froze, said aloud, fuck you, and then started crying. At this point, I had to fess up to my parents because I was seriously afraid facts because whoo this motherfucker saying your address like how did he get it he must have been one of those creeper hacker niggas anyway to make this story short i contacted the police told them everything gave them all the info to this day i haven't heard from him uh wait no i lie come on girl stop the cat <laughs> he tried contacting me through skype but i blocked him as soon as i saw his name Yo, that is crazy. He, he, she was just pin palling him like, oh yeah, you know, nah, nah, nah. and then he was falling in love, man. And this dude was creepy as fuck. You can already tell. Damn, like that is crazy, man. And he was probably old too, cause you know she's fifteen. And she's never met the dude. So homeboy was probably easily in his 20s, maybe in his 30s. I don't know. But, yeah, he must have been one of them Chris Hansen niggas. You know, man. Talking about, oh, no, I was just here for some cookies. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, nah, man, you know. Oh, but you were you were talking about her vagina. Like, come on, bro. Come on now. All right, this is our last one. Um... 
first met him in college, multiple coincidental run-ins for the next six years, even after making it clear I thought he was a creep, he was supposedly an empath suffering from clinical vampirism. Come on, nigga. Stop the cap. Um, an expert masseuse, polyamorous, uh, and to top it all off, married his incredibly jealous lesbian friend so they could get cheap on-campus couples housing. After their inevitable divorce, my best friend unknowingly moved into the same building as the ex-wife. He was suddenly very interested in mending their friendship, but only on weekends when he thought I was over at my friend's. Eventually, my best friend uh, and I moved away, but I still get random Facebook messages and emails. I never gave him my personal email address. Uh, last I heard he was working in IT, I w still wearing all black and trying to rock shoulder length blonde hair interview with a vampire style. Oh, wow. Damn, man. For six years, bro? He followed this girl for six years. That is crazy. I mean, that's like borderline stalking creepy, bro. For six years, you followed this girl around? That man, like, nigga, there are so many other women out there. Go get you some booty, bro. Six years? Oh, my God. That is probably the craziest thing I've heard. Six years? Dude, there ain't no way in hell I'd follow a girl for six years. That is crazy. Jesus Christ, man. You know, like I said, this thread just, you know, I see why you guys, you ladies out there are very wary of dudes. You guys don't like talking to people. You guys are just as paranoid as you are because these dudes are weird, bro. They are weird as fuck. And I feel for you. And, you know, hey, guys out there, we got to be better, man. Like, goodness. Because these dudes out here are the image that is being given to girls, man. Like, you could be a cool-ass dope dude who knows how to be, you know, conversational and all that kind of stuff, and a girl is still going to have, like, just this little inclination of, like, he could be weird, you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, if she's not fully sure that you're cool and that, you know, you're vetted, whatever, she's going to sit there and just be like, oh, I don't know about you, nigga. So, hey, man, hopefully you guys enjoyed that juicy thread. That was kind of a crazy thread. We had a lot of wild scenarios and stories. Man, you ladies out there got it tough. Before we get into the announcements, though, I'm going to do, as you guys know, I enjoy doing K-drama Netflix recommendations. And boy, do I got a good one for you guys. I just finished it. And man, was it good. It was about, I think, 13 episodes long. Um, oh, no, about 14. It was 14 episodes long. It's broken up into two seasons. First season is about eight episodes, and then the second season is about six episodes. Um, it is good. This K-drama is called Love Alarm. 
what Love Alarm is, is pretty much there is this boy in high school who developed an app that can, if you're within 10 meters of the person, uh, you can ring their Love Alarm and that's pretty much you telling them that you like them and that, you know, you're in love with them, so on and so forth. And so, you know, he develops this app for a girl that he is madly in love with. He's like, man, I love this girl, but he's, he's on the shorter side. He's a bit of a nerdy kid. You know, he, he doesn't look all that good and she's really popular. And so, you know, there's a few times that he rings the, her love alarm and, uh, she's not about it. Yeah, she's not about it. She's kind of just like, ew, you're disgusting and gross and so on and so forth. And I mean, she like goes in on this motherfucker multiple times in the show and you kind of feel for your boy. You're like, yo, why you why you being like that with him? You know, it just you feel for him. All right. You really feel for your boy. And, and so, you know, but um, that is just kind of the backstory of just like how everything starts. Um, because our main girl, her name is Kim Jojo and she is pretty much like, I would say an orphan and she lives with her aunt and, uh, her cousin. And so, um, her mom got into a bunch of debt. I think her parents got into like a bunch of debt and they couldn't pay the debt. And so actually they, uh, deleted themselves and they were pretty much going to kill the whole family. If I'm being honest with you, it was a thing where they wanted to do a, a mass, um, I don't want to say the word, but like a, uh, mass, you know, deletion of the family. And so what they did is they taped up the windows, all that kind of stuff. And they pumped carbon dioxide into the house. So that way they would pass away. And the, uh, parents took like a bunch of pills and all this kind of stuff. Um, Kim Jojo actually, as a kid, she wakes up and she's like, you know, crying and stuff like that because she can hardly breathe in there. It's really tough. And she's like trying to wake up her parents and her parents aren't waking up because they're gone already. The windows are taped and she's trying to break the windows open and get them open and stuff like that. And she finally does. And, you know, she has a very dark past and it does make her very weary of getting close to certain people and. You know, she has just a tough life growing up. You know, she has to work two jobs to pay back the debt because the debt actually rolled over to uh, her aunt because that, you know, for the aunt, that was her sister's debt. And since, you know, her and her husband uh, deleted themselves, it was a thing where they went ahead and put the debt onto the aunt and the aunt was just like, I'm not about to pay this shit, bitch. You're going to pay this shit. And that's kind of crazy. The fact that she put the debt onto, uh, Jojo, it was like, bro, she didn't ask for her parents to, you know, off themselves like that. Like what the fuck? She's trying to have a normal school life, but no, she has, she had to grow up so fast. And so, you know, she's working two jobs and, um, and going to school at the same time. So then in comes our boy, uh, Hyung Soon and you know, he's that classic model, pretty boy, you know, all the girls love him. They're all ringing his love alarm and his love alarms going off like bloom, 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 bloom. Cause all the girls are like, Ooh, Ooh, ah, ee, ah, ting, tang. And so, you know. Uh, he, he's the hot guy on campus. You know what I mean? Um, he, there, since his family is very wealthy and stuff like that, um, Sunya and, 
uh, one of the there's a family that works for Sunya's family, and so uh, they the family that works for his family they have a son around his same age, and his name is Hai Young, and so Hai Young it. He was always a tougher kid, you know. He kind of had to be a tough, you know, because his dad was actually a murderer and he went to jail. And so um it was a thing where uh you'll figure out kind of how he deals with that later on, but for him, you know, he has to be strong and he has about his dad all the time with his mom and you know, he tries to be a good person. Um, so that way, you know, he doesn't end up like his dad and everything. And, um, it, so, you know, he's, he's a lot stronger than Sunya. And so Sunya looks up to him and because, you know, Sunya's a rich kid and whatnot. And his parents don't really give a fuck about him. And, you know, he's always just kind of been on his own. And so he always had Hai Young to just be there for him. And I, I personally, when I first watched the show, I thought they were brothers, um, you know, but then they would always reference like, oh yeah, your mom and oh yeah, your mom and you know, oh, your dad said this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, wait a minute, what? You know, but then I kind of put two and two together and I was like, oh shit. They, like he technically works for him, you know? And so, um, so yeah, you know, that's kind of their relationship, but, uh, Hai Young, he, loves him some Kim Jojo man he is obsessed with this girl he loves her and um he wants to be with her because they work together at one of Kim Jojo's jobs where it's at a barbecue uh it's like a Korean barbecue spot and they work together and that's how he kind of fell in love with her and whatnot and so um as they're like uh tailing uh Hai Young because he's he's just so enthralled with her like he's just following her to the bus stop and you know he's just with loving eyes and he's just like oh my god she is just so cute da 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 and so uh Su Young is just seeing this and he's like Suya he's just seeing this and he's like man you know he really likes this girl like I wonder what is up with this girl that he likes so much you know and so you know she happens to get on the bus and, you know, they, they kind of lock, lock eyes a little bit. You know, it does that whole slow-mo thing. And they're kind of like, whoa, you know. Um, and so uh, that's when, you know, we figure out, like, he goes to the school. And that's, you know, he's going to be going to the same school as Hai Young and Kim Jojo. And so um, he finally, like, gets to meet her. It's not really, like, meeting her. I don't know. They, they can, like, run into each other on the stairs. And it's like this moment where they're just kind of like locking eyes or whatever. And Kim Jojo's like, yo, <laughs> nigga's kind of cute. But, you know, she's not really saying anything because um, she does have a boyfriend. And, uh, you know, the boyfriend is into karate and whatnot and stuff like that. So, you know, she's already got her a little man and whatnot. And so, uh, so, um, so, so oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Suya. He is, Korean names are very hard. Suya, he's kind of enthralled with her as much as Hai Young is. And he, but at the same time, you could tell he's kind of just intrigued. Like, what about this girl is just so interesting? And so, you know, he kind of follows her home a little bit, you know, when they're walking home from uh, from school. And they, like, dip into this alleyway. And he's just like, um... He, uh, he asked her, he's just like, hey, you know, like, 
I, I forgot what he asks her. He asks her something and it leads to him just like kissing her. And she's just like, oh shit. And so, um, you know, out of nowhere, she's just like, oh my God, because she's still dating homeboy at this time. Uh, let me get his name for you. Ilsik. So Ilsik you know, he's that, he's that, you know, rough and tough kind of guy. He knows karate. He's, you know, pretty built dude or whatever. And so, um, you know, they're dating and whatnot, but I don't know if Kim Jojo really likes him like that. I'm not hundred percent sure because she was so willing to get kissed by Sunya, you know, like she was so willing to get kissed by homeboy. And so then, uh, you know, she's feeling guilt about it and she's feeling upset about it. Um, I believe in that moment, they, I want to say in that moment, they rang each other's, uh, love alarms. I'm not sure either that, or it may have been a thing. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. They just kissed. And Sunya was just like, you like me. And she's just like, no, no, I don't. Da, da, da. Like, I have a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Because um, it's not until later they actually ring each other's love alarm. Um, and so, Sunya, after kissing her, Sunya, it, it kind of, he already knows how Young likes Kim Jojo. He already knows that. But he's just like, look, you're my boy. So I kind of want to, you know, see if you actually really, really like her and whatnot. And so, you know, he's talking to him and it's just like, hey, you know, do you like him, Jojo? And Hai Young is just like, no, no, like she's cool, but no, I don't, you know, I don't like it. And, you know, Sunya, he ain't, he ain't no fool. He's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure, dude. And he's just like, yeah, you do. Stop lying to me. And he's like, no, I don't, I'm not lying to you. I don't like her like that. And he's just like, yes, you do. I, I know you do. Stop lying to me. And he's just like, no, dude, I don't. And he was like, okay, well, you know, what if I dated her? And he's just like, okay, you know, whatever. And he's not being true to himself. I don't know why he wasn't being true to himself, but he just wasn't. And it, it was just like, dude, what are you doing? And so um, they look at, they finally get, uh, there's a thing where I get, there was a picture taken of Sunya and Kim Jojo kissing and that got out and it went viral a little bit, you know, amongst the school. And so, uh, and mind you, you know, he's a model. So, you know, he's a little famous. So it, it, when I say it went viral, it was kind of a thing where it, it kind of went a little viral because, you know, he's, he's low key as somebody. And so, um, when Ilsik finds out about that niggas pissed, oh, he is pissed. And so he walk, he rocks up into the uh, classroom and he's like, hey, yo, who the fuck do you think you are? You kissing my girl? He just punches the shit out of him. And so then uh, uh, Hi Young, he hears about, you know, they're getting into a fight and whatnot. He's like, oh, fuck. You know, if I let this man's face get beat in because, you know, you got to understand he's a model and, you know, th their face is their money. And. He's like, he looks at it like shit. If I get, uh, if I let Young get beat the fuck up and his face is all jacked up and he can't make money and for the family and stuff like that, I'm going to get fired and that's going to put my mom in a tough position. So I got to go defend this nigga. So he goes, he goes defending. He's like, yo, 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 hold up. What's going on, man? Like, like, why are you beating on my boy like that? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to protect my mom's livelihood around here. You know, like what's going on? 
And he's like, oh, the motherfucker kissed my girl, blah, blah, blah. And so then, uh, you know, he they're both fighting this guy. But, I mean, this guy is fucking karate master and, and you know, beats both they ass. And so then they're, they're both beat up in the classroom and they're just like, you know, so, you know, is this because of Kim Jojo? And he's just like, yeah, it's because Kim Jojo. And he was just like, Hi Young finally kind of admits his feelings and he was just like you know yeah i do like her blah 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 and so they decide to let love alarm decide who kim jojo wants to be with and so they're like cool um you know we're gonna we're gonna let love alarm decide it and so then fast forward a little bit um sunya gets uh kim jojo alone or whatever and you know, they're like talking and he's just like, you like me, you know, you, you know, you do. And I want love alarm to kind of prove that. And it's crazy because, uh, Soo-young and Kim Jojo, they thought they were alone, but no, Hi young was right there watching them do the love alarm. And so her love alarm goes off and then his goes off and Hi young is just like, fuck damn you know like he won he got the girl he got the girl i wanted so on and so forth um a lot more happens but i'm gonna let you guys watch that but then season two hits we fast forward they're adults you know this is probably like four years in the future or so um and so we it starts off with um our girl kim jojo she i believe is a wedding coordinator and um she's at a wedding and the way uh love alarm has gotten so advanced to the point where uh at weddings instead of saying i do you chime the love alarm and if you know if the love alarm doesn't charm then you know you pretty much didn't say i do um if it does then you say i do and then you're able to kiss the bride and so on and so forth like the world has changed you know nobody tells each other that they love each other everybody loves based off of love alarm um nobody really talks about you know love and feelings and stuff like that our boy hi young is ever since uh we get a bit of a flashback but ever since he saw Kim Jojo and um, and uh, Suya click love alarms or you know ring each other's love alarms or whatever. He said, "Fuck love alarm." He was like, "Fuck that shit. I am turning it off. I don't care anymore." Because there was a time when uh, Kim Jojo she went to the um, to the uh, nurse's office and her thing rang and she was like, huh? And, you know, she thought it was Suya. And so, you know, she goes in there and it's Hai Young. And, you know, he's wrapping his hand or whatever because uh, he he hurts his hand um, because he don't he was riding his bike and then he happens to see Kim Jojo. He didn't want to ring her love alarm. And so he kind of like crashed his bike on purpose before getting into the 10 meter radius. And he happened to hurt his hand. So he's wrapping his hand up or whatever, and he's just like, you know, in there, and he happens to ring her love alarm, and then she notices, bloom, she got two, and she's like, wait, what the hell? And so she goes in there, and she sees Young, and Young is like, oh, fuck, I know that Suya is coming to see me in the, the nurse's office. So he grabs her, puts her on the uh, the bed, and like, 
pulls the curtain so that way, you know, she's hidden. And so then after that incident, he decides, nah, I'm done with Love Alarm. I can't, you know, be ringing her shit like my boy is dating her and I don't want to rustle, you know, ruffle feathers and all that kind of stuff. So he's been done with Love Alarm for a hot minute. And so now, you know, we backtrack to them being adults and so on and so forth. And so, um, Kim Jojo happens to see him at like a crosswalk, see Suya at a crosswalk. And it's just like, holy shit, like that's him. And as they're walking, um, Suya gets into the 10 meter radius or whatever. And her love alarm goes off and she's like, oh shit, you know, my love alarm went off. And so, uh, you know, like that's him, but in comes his new girl. Oh man. Yukjo. And in season one, God damn, she's ugly as shit. It's just her hair. It's like, she has this short blonde hair. It's just, it does not fit her. I don't like it for her. I'm not into it. It's just, yeah, nah, I'm good. Um, but, uh, she sees this and she's like, oh shit, you know, he must have moved on, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro fucking moved on. It is what it is. And so um, it was a thing where uh, she just, you know, figured he moved on. But Hi Young, he didn't really move on, but, you know, we'll get to that. Hi Young, though, ends up running into her and stuff like that and uh, runs into her, I think, I believe, at the library. And so, you know, he's just like... Um, you know, he's just meeting her at the library, doing nice things for her and all that kind of stuff. And he's just like, look, I know, you know, love alarm is usually how to, how people tell each other they like each other, but I'm doing it a little old school, you know, I'm hitting on you, you know what I mean? And she's just like, holy shit, you know? And he's like, I want to do this natural. I want to take it slow, so on and so forth. They kind of build up a bit of a relationship and so on and so forth. And then, um, she has some complications being able to ring his love alarm. I don't want to spoil that for you guys. I want you guys to kind of, you know, watch it and see how she deals with that. But that that's the most I'm going to give you because this one is definitely interesting. I'm going to let you know this now. It was probably the first one where the main guy doesn't get the girl. And I thought that was kind of crazy. I was like, really? Like, they definitely did it different. Um, because a lot of times, you know, the girl, like, when we went over, nevertheless, she went with the guy who she knew was shitty for her instead of going for the guy that was good for her. You know? And I I hated that. I thought that was so... I'm like, what are you doing, girl? This dude is over here, like, stringing up lights and getting you flowers and, you know, cooking you food and being all romantic and shit. And you go for this whack nigga? Like, come on. So, you know, this was the first one where I was just like... Yeah, let's go, Kim Jojo. You you go, girl. You getting the, you getting the, the the actual nice guy. You getting the good guy that's actually for you. You know, instead of being with the fucking pretty guy that doesn't give a fuck about you, really. You know what I mean? He just has this weird obsession about you. I don't even think it's really like love, love. You know, but hey, uh, you know that's just my two cents with it. But I, I'm glad that they went in that direction. But it's such a good show. Like I said, it's only 14 episodes. I highly recommend that you guys go and watch it. You know, it's not my job to kind of give you the full synopsis on it. I'm just gonna give you little bits and pieces 
of the drama here and there and then i'm gonna let you guys kind of watch and tie it all together so yeah man like i said that's the recommendation i give you guys love alarm on netflix such a good k-drama man uh it, the ending definitely had me tearing up a little bit i'm not gonna lie to you i was just like don't cry you ain't no bitch you know <laughs> it, it just did because it hits you in the feels a little bit and you're kind of just like ooh, and then, you know you kind of contemplating your own life a little bit you know that's what these k-dramas be doing to me sometimes man. they be contemplating my own love life and i'm just like god damn like man you know like oh what is the true meaning of love you know <laughs> you've been sitting there contemplating some dumb shit and you're just like what the fuck is wrong with me you know what i mean but like I said, that's my recommendation for today, man. For you guys, the Sunday episode, Love Alarm. Check it out. Let's talk about it. If you've already seen it, you know, hit your boy up and, and let's talk about it. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our announcements. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash my asshole podcast. If you'd like to get your scenarios onto the show, um, as well as getting an exclusive episode every single Friday. Like I know I give you guys a Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday episode and you're like, man, I don't know if I want more, but if there's some people out there that are just like, man, this show is really good. I'd love to have another episode. So I do that for you guys. You know, it's a little $3 a month. And so, you know what I mean? And then I give you the opportunity to send in uh, scenarios that you want me to cover, your scenarios, whatever the case may be. So get on there, man, and uh, enjoy all that content there. Even if you've watched all of the free episodes and you're just like, dang, I want more, man, $3 a month and you can go watch a shit ton of episodes there. I think there's like over 20 episodes on, on Patreon right now. So go check that out, man. Um, thank you guys for all the support on TikTok as well as uh Instagram, dude, TikTok, we're almost at 3K. So thank you guys so much, man. I'm on that road to 10K. That's kind of like my goal. So, you know, we're almost there, man. We're almost to 3K. I think I need like 20 or so more followers on there. So that is a big thing. Thank you guys so much for that, man. We're completing milestones like crazy. Uh, keep downloading the podcast, you audio listeners, as well as rating the podcast. Five stars is preferable, but hey, go ahead and rate it on us. Um, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate you guys coming back every single uh, week you know three times a week I do this show so I'm so glad that you guys come back for the juice juice and all that good stuff without further ado though let's get into our scenarios all right found out the girl I was talking to was not the girl I was supposed to meet for the date oh shit this recently happened and I would and I just had to share the absurdity of it I recently matched with a cute guy uh, or or with a cutie. I'm sorry. This is a dude. <laughs> I recently matched with a cutie on a dating app. And after some uh, chatting back and forth, we just agreed to meet up at a cute local spot and just have a chat. Awesome. So that evening I showed up to this bar. She was local and I was driving a bit. So she made it there first and texted me. I'm in a blue dress and have a white purse. I got myself a seat. See you soon. Also, this girl was cute, but she was very all American and had the classic normal college girl hair color style and overall appearance. But I mean, that blue dress must have been. Woo! Goddamn. So I walk in. And see a girl in the corner with a tan whitish purse and a teal bluish dress sitting in the corner alone. She's got her phone and obviously just waiting. Sweet. That must be Megan. It's a fake name. 
there's no one else in this bar sitting alone after all. So I sit down and just open up with, hey, Megan, how are you? And she sort of perks up quickly, surprised a little, but we roll right into conversation about the bar. It's a super great talk. She's really funny, and we just had this intimate charisma together that I loved. But after a few minutes, she stops me and goes, I'm sorry, did you say my name when you walked up? Are you meeting someone? Immediately, I respond, yeah, aren't you Megan? She uh, she has a stunned, embarrassed face and goes, no, I'm Abby, also fake name. I'm not Megan, you goofball, and is already tickled laughing at the situation. So me and her have this fun game where we turn around and try to find Megan. It turns out she had sat at a four top that only had two people at at it since the room was full. But it made her look like she was with them. Oh... I show Abby her photos and she agrees, oh yeah, that's definitely her. You're dumb for thinking I'm her. My hair isn't wavy like that, you silly goose. Uh, we said in a cute slash awkward goodbye and went on my actual date. Eventually, her friends showed up and she gave me a giggle wave goodbye while I chatted with Megan. And Megan was insanely lame and we did not vibe at all. Here I am kicking myself for not just sticking it with Abby. Ah, dang, that sucks. Like, he meets this random ass chick. They hit it off. Everything is good. It's all great. And then he actually meets the girl he's supposed to meet and she's whack. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> you know, hey, but I, I hope he got uh you know homegirl's number you know what i mean i hope so i i think not just because it was a thing where oh yeah i'm going on a date with this girl so i think it would look a little weird if he got her number damn that sucks i would have i would have so tried to catch homegirl i'd be like yo, yo, yo my date was lame you know what I mean? give me your number so we can go out sometime you know dang that is a crazy story I mean, us guys, we're not good with colors, all right, you know, but at the same time, it's like if you're meeting somebody, you know, yeah, you should kind of look out for them at least, and I I don't know, maybe she did, and because my thing was, why was homegirl there the whole time, you know, I thought she would have been left, just the fact that, like, homeboy, you know, she would have texted him, that's how I thought he found out it wasn't her, by the fact that, like, um, you know, he's talking to this girl and thinking that it's his date. And then he gets a text message. Hey, you stood me up. What the fuck? You know? And he's just like, wait a minute. I, uh, uh-huh. we're talking right now. Aren't we like, why'd you send me this text message? You know what I mean? And then it was just like, Oh shit. Are you here to meet somebody? But, blah, 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 you know, so, but Hey, she was there the whole time. Maybe that's why she was kind of lame to him because she looked at it like nigga you are hella fucking late i don't know if he explained the situation like oh my god i went to this random girl like i thought she was you and you know her and i were talking and whatnot i was totally oblivious i really thought that you know she was you but you know she wasn't so on and so forth maybe i don't know i don't know but that that is that is a funny story 
All right. Am I wrong for being angry at my fiance? My fiance is currently overseas with her company for a retreat. There, there is this colleague of hers who is assumed to be gay. Stop the cap. He had another female colleague uh, go over to her room as she was preparing for the D&D night. He was there when she decided there's no harm in changing clothes in front of him, so she stripped. She texted me just now and told me what happened and not to worry as her other female colleague is present in the room too. I didn't pursue the matter, but upon asking her female colleague without her knowing, she texted uh, saying my fiance allowed the guy to get a feel and touch her boobs. I got angry and control and confronted my uh, fiance about it. She told me to chill. She is not his cup of tea and was just... It was just for fun and all. Am I wrong for being angry at her? I know it's her body and history of messing around, but she should still consider my feelings too. I mean, does do they know he's really gay or is he just playing the gay angle to kind of, you know, infiltrate the group and then hopefully be like, you know what? I've always wanted to try being with a woman, you know? You know what I mean? Like, mm, I wonder. Because I don't think they know for sure if Homeboy is gay. I mean, if they know for sure he's gay, then it's all right, cool, it's whatever. But if Homeboy is playing at an angle where he's just like oh yeah i'm gay well you know i'd suck the penis here and there or whatever the case may be and so then you know she's changing and he's just like god damn that girl got ass what them titties you know like is he in the wrong for being mad eh <sighs> Yes and no, just because it's not a confirmed, like, they know he's gay. You know what I mean? So, in his head, he's thinking, like, nah, homeboy, you guys don't know for sure. Homeboy is playing at an angle, you know? He's he's infiltrating the, the group to try to get some booty or something like that, you know? But I don't know. At the same time, he could be completely wrong and dude could actually be gay. And then, you know, it's just like you kind of look like the asshole at that point, you know? So... Ah, I don't know. I don't know. You guys let me know because I don't think I can make up my mind on this one. I know how I would feel in the situation just because I would be upset too just because it's like, yo, you know, the fuck you doing? Gay or not, you know, the nigga shouldn't be touching you. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I feel as well. Um... So I, I get it, like I'd be angry too in the in the moment, but I think in hindsight it's one of those things where you're kind of just like, ah, if homeboy's actually gay, you know, he ain't playing no angle or whatever. It's like, all right, it is what it is. I don't know. You guys let me. You guys let me know. All right, me and my friend made out, and now she won't speak to me. So, last night, me and my friend were chilling in my room. She then tries 
asking me a question, then gets closer to me while I'm playing my game. She stops speaking and just holds me. I thought she fell asleep, so I put a pillow down and laid her down and put on some TV. And when I laid her down, she pulled me, so I laid down with her. Then we cuddled for a bit before she turned her face and kissed me. We made out for a minute until called for dinner. When we got downstairs, she ignored me and has been ignoring me ever since yesterday. What? This makes no sense because... She initiated the making out. It's not like he did. You know what I mean? Because think about it like this. You know, if it was him that like, you know, say he was being sweet and he laid her down and got her a pillow, put on some TV, whatnot, you know, and then he kind of snuck a kiss in there and then it led to making out. Okay, I can understand that. You know, I can understand like her regretting that. She should have, you know, she looks at it like, uh, you know, he leaned into me and I just kind of gave into it. I don't know what's going on, but it's like, it was her idea. So was it, was it a thing where, you know, she kissed him and made out with him and then she kind of just felt awkward because she's like, oh my God, he knows that I like him now. I think that might be what it is. Yeah. And she is nervous and doesn't know your feelings because I think she, she did that and she was like, oh my God, I fucking did it. I, you know, practically told homeboy how I feel about him. You know, does he like me back? And I think that's what it was. I think since, you know, he didn't really give like a definitive, uh, I don't want to say answer, but like he didn't really like show feelings back i think she kind of looked at it like oh fuck did i just fuck things up you know did i make things awkward did i make things weird i think she was just over she was in her head too much you know because i get it that's a big thing you know you're telling your friend that you know you guys are so cool that you guys kind of kick it at each other's houses like that that you pretty much like them and you did it in a way that was kind of you know kind of sexy i ain't gonna lie to you you know what i mean like my biggest thing is if i was hanging out with my female friend and you know she pulled me in and started kissing me and we were making out what not best believe like after dinner <laughs> you boy trying to get some coochie i'd have been like shit so the whole kissing and making out thing how what was that was that you telling me you like me was that you kind of just in the moment what's up with that you know and then uh because that's what it seems like to me. It seems like she like got got the courage to kiss him, make out with him, you know, saying pretty much saying, "Hey, I like you," and potentially ruining the friendship, so on and so forth. And then, you know, she kind of looks at it like, "Oh, fuck, you know, does he like me that way? Did I ruin our friendship?" I think she was just kind of in over her head and she was thinking about all the fucking scenarios that could possibly go wrong or possibly go right or whatever case may be. So, I think that's kind of why she was very apprehensive with you after the fact so yeah i mean i'd have a conversation with her just talk to her about it and be like hey you know were you trying to you know were you trying to be with your boy or what's up what's going on i think that might uh that might fix it okay uh this is gonna be our last scenario for today i spent fifteen thousand dollars on escorts what the fuck bro fifteen 15,000? 
Okay. All right, let's get into this one. Okay, I'm a 25 male. Just realizing over the few years how much money I spent uh, made me feel depressed. I realized with $15,000, my credit would have been fixed. I would have paid off my car and credit card debt. By now, I would have never been homeless because I used to distract with my phone at work, contacting sex workers, and I ended up getting fired. During the pandemic, I used the entire stimulus check to get with a P-Star instead of getting essentials for myself. I have no friends. Everything in my life feels shallow. I still have no idea how to talk to women unless she asked me out first. It all started with porn addiction and having low self-esteem with online dating. I started to pay trans women as well. What the fuck? He was out here fucking dudes. Damn, I'm finally able to get my life and career goals in order even though I feel behind. Oh my God. This man got fired at his job because he was contacting sex workers all day at work. He spent all his stimulus money trying to get with a P-Star. He is trash at talking to women. He's having sex with trannies. Like, bro, what are you doing? God damn, bro. Jesus. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm glad that he's, you know, dealing with it in a healthy way. Like he realized what he's doing is wrong. He realized like, you know, what the fuck's going on here. So like. It's all understandable. Don't get me wrong. And I'm glad that he's he's coming to a realization of like, holy shit, this is not a life I really want to be living. This is not how I want to live my life, so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, good on him for that, 100%. But, bro, that is, that's a little wild, if I'm being honest with you, man. God damn. dollars $15,000. That is crazy. I wonder how long it took him to spend 15k on escorts and trannies and P stars and all this kind of stuff. Like, bro, because you know, let's be honest, man. These women aren't cheap, bro. You know what I mean? He was at least spending one to two thousand dollars each time with the trannies. You know, he was probably spending a little less, but that's crazy, man. I. I, I controversial take, but I'd I'd actually love to ask him, yo, <laughs> how is having sex with those trans girls? You know what I mean? Like, yo, I mean, hey, low key, we kind of thinking about it. All right, well, I, you guys might be interested in that too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, like, how was it? Especially my guys out there. It's like how you know, like, like you know, comparative to a real woman. You know, what what was the difference? You know, because we understand that, you know, the hardware is a little different, you know, so it's like, like, how did that, how did that work out for you? You know what I mean? Was it, was it good? Did it feel right? You know, like, like a man, you know, as a man who has indulged in, in that dark side, you know, give me some insight a little bit, like, you know what I mean? Because 
obviously a lot of a lot of us heterosexual guys we we would never do it you know hey facts i would never do it but i'd love to if a guy's gone over to that dark side and he's done it i'd love to pick his brain a little bit hey man what what, what was it like you know did, did it feel the same you know what I mean? Because me, I, I like me some authentic coochie. I ain't going to lie to you. But you know what I mean? Some old man-made coochie? That's a little weird. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, hey, you know, live your life the way you're going to live it. But <laughs> I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm just saying. So that's why I'm just like, you know, hey, what were you? And then you on, t- on top of that, you paying for man-made coochie, bro? Come on now. <laughs> what, what the fuck's going on here? You gonna be paying for some for some box? You know, you might as well get some authentic box. Like, come on, bro. You know, he must have just been doing it so much to the point where he got bored and was just like, oh man, I wanna I wanna try a trans girl next. Man, I wanna try a chick with a dick. You know, he probably got so bored that he was just he was into the weird shit all of a sudden. He probably he probably had a midget chick. You never even know. Like to the extent of the shit that he was probably doing, my God. Man's was probably going crazy. You know, he was just like, yo, midget chick, I'll give you like three hundred dollars. You know, let's fuck. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying it's like bro must have been going crazy over that stuff. My God, the shit we cover on this show, man, God damn, woo, but that's going to go ahead and do it for me today, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to this juicy episode on this beautiful Sunday, Um, man, thank you guys so much for all the support, thank you guys for all of what you guys do as far as downloading the podcast, rating the podcast, following on uh, TikTok and Instagram for the, uh, the clips, and uh, just, you know, being here every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, man. Even if you guys aren't on the Patreon, I appreciate you guys coming back for these episodes. Um, I got so I got a pretty juicy episode planned for Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. And we're going to get into Haunting Adeline again on uh, Thursday, so stay tuned for all of that, man. I love you guys, and peace. Peace.